Welcome to The Process, the podcast where we talk to creative people about their creative processes. I'm Kevin Hugerworth. And I'm John Lee. And for episode six, we have musician and editor-in-chief of the AS Review, Marina Price. And we join them in a conversation already in progress. Already in progress. It's my line, John. Sorry. <laughs> you ever gotten paid? From, um, from in, in my life? Ever. Yeah. Not, Ever. Yeah. Not from my music, but I have... Okay, actually, so... I have this, like, YouTube thing that uh-huh. I... The YouTube channel where I used to, like, do covers on. Right. I started in high school. Yeah, I looked that I, up. Did yeah. research on nice. the guests. Nice. Yeah. So, nice. so far from that, I've made, like, $3.80. So. Wait, so nice. how does... Wait, so from, like, advertisers? YouTube ads, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. You only get $3? Yeah. Wait, well, don't you have be- to get, like, the threshold of 100 to get paid? Well, yeah, yeah. But what the problem is is that all the songs I do are copyrighted, so I can't make money off of them. But there's oh, two I random see. songs that, like, the artists are, like... We don't need that the copyright for this. Yeah. So, like, for some reason... And there was one I did that was, like, a mashup, and somehow mm-hmm. mashups are, like, not yeah. covered in copyright. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. No, I saw that. I had, like... <laughs> she, I don't know. You were, like, low-key YouTube famous. It was, low like... Key, it was, like... Well, it's, it's, like, 55,000 views or something crazy. Yeah. It's... I don't know. It's, like, a little bit embarrassing. Like, I mean, I started <laughs> doing those because, um, like, I grew up overseas, and so, like... Um, my friends would, I had like, you know, a lot of friends into music and they would be like, hey, like, I want to hear you sing this song. And so I'd like do a cover and put it posted on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was for a long time. It was like Miley Cyrus and like right. sort of stuff. And like, <laughs> yeah. it's not like, you know, what I really want to be known for. <laughs> How long ago did you post those videos? Uh, well, I mean, I started when I was about 13 uh-huh. and like, I have kept doing it and like, you know, my tastes obviously gotten a little bit better. <laughs> um, so, and I've been doing more like kind of folk stuff, like, you know, that I've kind of, so like to kind of like relate with like my actual music that I want to be doing, but uh-huh. yeah, it's just kind of a, I don't know. Well, how do you get 55,000 views? Like, you just, you just put like something keep, up and is it, was it, it literally like, I don't I don't care about views. I just want my friends to see it. And yeah. Then well, originally, yeah. And then yeah, people, and you know what it is mostly is it's like, Boys between the ages of 12 and 14 <laughs> oh, is my like biggest family. Like on YouTube, you can like go through your analytics. Yeah, 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 and you oh, can see who. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, that looks so. I mean, yeah, I mean, something. views, you know, yeah, views whatever. Views. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you have like a thousand subscribers. Exactly. How many yeah. subscribers do you have, Kevin? 403. Nice. There you go. You get the 400 there. mark. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm upset because I have a friend. He uploaded. A Frozen parody. He spent an hour on it. And he's got like a beautiful voice. He's like a genuinely a talented uh, musician, but he it's called Do You Wanna Fuck a Snowman? Nice. <laughs> he uploaded it and it has I think a million views. Oh my and god. Is it really? Yeah, and he has like uh, two thousand subscribers and he just rubs it in my face. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. It's, well anything frozen. It's terrible. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm sorry, Kevin. You put so much work in your What a Nerd show. It's okay. <laughs> and all you have to do is some crude parody of Frozen <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you get a million views. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember when I, like, kind of was talking, started, like, talking to my friends about my YouTube thing, I had this one friend who was, like, who had, like, more views than me, and I was like, what What did you do? And all, he's, w- like, one video on his whole channel, and uh-huh. it's just, like, a RuneScape video of, like, him playing RuneScape. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it has, like, way too many views. And it's it, like, great. keeps getting views, too. It's not, like, you know, stagnant now. For some reason, people yeah. are still playing RuneScape oh, and still they, watching that video. I think they released 3.0 or something recently. Nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Yeah, well, my roommates are really into League of Legends, and, like, it'll look like, it looks like they're playing League of Legends. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you guys playing lol and they're like no we're just watching a game Watch, oh my like God. this 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 game happened a couple years ago but uh we're watching <laughs> Watch it again other I'm like what i don't get it i don't get that I yeah. do you do that kid i totally don't watch people play video games 
I don't believe you. <laughs> I watch. Uh, yeah, I watch it almost every day. I watch Hearthstone mostly. Nice Hearthstone. Yeah, I played some Hearthstone before. That's a good game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you not upload to YouTube anymore, or are you planning I mean, to make I one do day sometimes, get a new channel or something? But like, well, and I'm trying to figure that out right now because like I haven't released any of my folk stuff yet, and so I'm trying to decide if like I should release it under the same like persona kind of because mm -hmm. like I have like a Facebook page for Marina Price YouTube and mm -hmm. I have like you know um that YouTube stuff and like I'm trying to decide if I should just like because the music is kind of different you know it's like mm -hmm. much and like it's not it's not like kind of cutesy folk music it's kind of a little bit more like dark and kind of weird okay and so like I don't know like I feel like a lot of the people who watch my YouTube videos might not like that you know they might be expecting some Miley Cyrus and uh -huh. then they right. get something else okay and so I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to decide like if I want to just invent like a whole new persona mm -hmm. to like just kind of like rebrand it yeah yeah or if I just want to like just like use all the fans that I already have and like kind of get right. a head start yeah you know? okay totally that makes sense so I'm not really sure but uh how long have you been how long have you been doing it playing um, guitar? Uh, yeah, yeah. Multiple instruments? Just guitar. Okay. Um, I mean, I've tried to pick up, like, banjo and um, mandolin a little bit, uh -huh. but not, not really. Like, mandolin. Ukulele? Not... Be true Western <laughs> yeah, fashion? Yeah, right, yeah. Every Western student needs <laughs> to ride around my unicycle with yeah. the ukulele. Yeah. That's a... yeah. Uh, so it's like ever since you were, like, three or four, or... No, I, it... um, I guess it was probably, I was probably, like, 12, uh -huh. something like that. My parents had a guitar... My dad, I think it was, like, my dad's friend makes guitars, and he had this, like, kind of shitty one that he made that, like, had some issues with it, and he just gave it to my dad for free. Mm -hmm. And so it was, like, in our house, and I was, like, poking around our house, and I found it, and I just started, like, you know, play, playing with it. Mm -hmm. but, and you were just like, give me lessons on this guitar. <laughs> yeah, or... I actually didn't do lessons. You can just, I mean, it's like, you know, everything's on the internet right now, so I just, oh. like, so I just, just like, typed in, like, how to play a guitar. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Wait, so you're self-taught, mm -hmm. so you never taught one lesson? Mm -mm, yeah. Nope. Is that nope. the thing nowadays? Does that everyone do that? Well, or I it, mean, or do, you, do you make people angry when you tell them that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I don't like. I'm not gonna say I'm a guitar player because uh -huh. I, I just, it's just kind of like chords and like things right. that kind of accompany the singing. It's not like I play guitar and I sing. It's like <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, it's like just to have something in the background, basically. Right, you're not like shredding. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, I'm not doing sense. any crazy solos <laughs> yeah. or anything. I just, yeah, I mean, you can learn so much online for free and, you know, in right. your own room. And so many songs are like three chords. Exactly, <laughs> and that's like, out. and like folk songs too are usually yeah. pretty simple. It's usually like four or five chords max. So, gotcha. Yeah. How long have you been singing then? Um, I mean, I don't know, like probably since I was like a little kid. I used to sing in the shower a lot. I used to, like, make up, um, like, before I could, like, really speak very well, I used to, like, make up, like, words or make up songs that were just gibberish, and I would just, like, sing them to myself, right. like, in the bathroom and stuff really loud, and my parents thought that was pretty cute. So no vocal lessons um, either? No, no, no vocal lessons. I tried to do choir once, and I just, I quit after, like, first day, because it was, like, too organized, and, like, everybody had, like names for things that I didn't understand and I was like I no so you're, you're not uh not classically trained no I I'm guess. not I'm not classically uh -huh. trained so I guess tell us about uh your first performance because if you're not like you didn't have any lessons oh, isn't like not trained in any way you're just like yeah I was nervous so you just like had the confidence nervous as just... hell. I mean well lucky for me I did uh, a lot of theater in high school and so I kind of had uh, experience like being in front of people at least mm -hmm. I did a couple like musicals and stuff so like singing in front of people wasn't too bad but it was actually the playing guitar and singing at the same time 
when I get really nervous, that gets way harder because totally. I like can only focus on one thing, and so like I'll forget to keep playing or right. like you know or to breathe or uh -huh. you know or, like, something like that. The rhythm will just like get kind of off. Yeah, it'll get kind of <laughs> weird, or I'll hit the wrong you know string or something like that. Um, mm. The first one I ever did was a. Uh, it was a cover of Single Ladies by Beyonce. Was <laughs> that was Single school. Ladies by Beyonce. Yes, <laughs> yes sorry. <laughs> um, and it was like really slow and kind of like, I kind of changed it up and it was kind of kind of like... Made it like edgier? Yeah, it was a little bit edgy. <laughs> yeah, as edgy as Single Ladies could be. Um, was this uh, at your high school? Yeah, this was okay. at my first high school, yeah. And uh, it was fun. I mean, you know, everybody who was there was like, you know, pretty much just like friends of mine and my dad. So, mm -hmm. you know. Wasn't gotcha. wasn't a hard 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 crowd, but gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah. high school crowds. Yeah, crowds. yeah. <laughs> so when did you write, uh, start writing like your own songs? Only really recently, actually. Only within the last like couple years. Um, I've always wanted to, but like, it was just such like a hard. I always, you know, I would start something and I'd get mm -hmm. so discouraged because I was like, oh, this doesn't sound like you know what I want it to sound like, and right. Do you guys ever like for both of you like get halfway through a song and you're like, oh, this is just this other song. Yes, you know I mean? all the yeah. time. Yeah. It happens with jokes too. I'm like, this is just another joke. That <laughs> yeah, I've heard. it's just yeah. a little bit different. Yeah, or uh -huh. like it's it's this song, but it's not as good. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like missing that one. Thing. Yeah, because like yeah. So you're, it's in your brain, so like yeah. you automatically oh, want to well, melodies. It it, uh, vocal yeah. melodies are the worst for me because like chords, it's like doesn't matter. There's like every chord yeah, combination exactly. has a song yeah. already, mm -hmm. so you just like accept that. But vocal melodies is where yeah. it's like, it sucks because it gets stuck in your head. And but. it's also it's like you, I always think about this like, are we ever gonna like run out of melodies? <laughs> where like so every melody will just already have been done, and then it's like, what are we gonna do? You know? That's like the the four chord song. That whatever that like comedy band does. Oh yeah. It's like the uh, yeah, and they do awesome. every song. They yeah, do like every, just... they do like fifty songs uh -huh. and all the same melody, mm -hmm. yeah. and it's really kind of depressing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty crazy. Well, then how uh, how have you been able to like kind of carve out your own sound with that kind of a struggle? Then um, honestly, I just actually, and this is one thing I do, and this is one thing I like about not having a classical training is I don't know the rules, oh, so yeah. I'll do things like I'll put like chords together that aren't supposed to go together, or like. Yeah, more like things like that. I mean, I'm not like super musical again, so it's, there's like a limit to what I can do. But mm. um, I mean, I'm mostly like the creative part for me is the is the lyrics, like the writing. That's like, I mean, I'm a writer, like I'm a journalism student and I love writing. Like that's like my, you know, that's like my thing. And so it's just kind of like another way to like tell a story kind of, yeah, totally. you know, I, yeah, like story, I guess storytelling. Yeah, that's like what I really like. And that's why like I'm into journalism and writing in general and um, just like communicating and it's just like another medium for that basically are your uh, what's like the lyrical content is it kind of like a, a narrative or do you uh... Uh, sometimes I actually started out um, the first like 10 songs I wrote were all based on Greek myths and they were like kind of like alternate perspectives of Greek myths hmm. from like characters that you don't normally you like the myths aren't like in the perspective of mm -hmm. um, but those were really really wordy and I kind of realized when I would like play them for my friends and stuff that it was like kind of hard to follow <laughs> <laughs> so I've just started nowadays I mean I kind of just write about what I'm thinking about and um, a lot of the time you know I'm thinking about you know like as a journalist like I'm, I'm reading the news all the time mm -hmm. and I'm always like you know I, I'm pretty aware of like all the stuff that's happening in the world so a lot of times I'll write songs like about that um, yeah. Uh, how do you, how do you guys read people, cause you're talking about playing stuff with your friends, uh, like with feedback. 
You know what I mean? Like, because how, ofte how often do you, like, perform at the Underground Coffee House? Not very often, honestly. Right. I used to do a lot more, but uh -huh. this quarter it's been, it's been kind of difficult. But, I mean, well, it's so, that's, like, I mean, it's almost impossible because uh -huh. your friends are never going to tell you right. that it's it like, was oh, bad. Yeah, exactly. No good, Even if right. it was. And they're also like, not only are they not going to do that because they're nice, but also because they're kind of biased and they're like kind of right. warped to, <laughs> yeah, to think that you're exactly. good. Even if you're like, uh -huh. yeah, mediocre, they're going to be like, wow. Yeah. Like, you know. That's so. another thing that like they, like the technicalities, like you guys will know how many times you've messed up during the song. Oh, yeah. And, then, and, and mm -hmm. an audience member like me would be like, I didn't listen, I yeah, didn't hear any mess ups. Yeah, I thought that uh, was on purpose or, you know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, I couldn't tell. It's like, oh, I totally forgot the lyrics at one point. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, I thought it was just like a dramatic pause. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. I can't tell like more than half the oh, time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I straight up like forgot the words and I just like was like, Ooh, like I just like, <laughs> them. And I, I brought, I was like talking to somebody after the show and they were like, oh, I thought that was totally on purpose. Oh, I was like, really? So, like, yeah, that was like, a real say gibberish. Yeah. I know, it's amazing how bad you can mess up and still have people be like what no yeah because we're just not the, the, we don't have the ears for it is really what it is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well it's like you could I mean you could be doing something weird in this song too mm -hmm. and like they're just like oh it was just creative yeah exactly yeah I mean especially at the underground coffee house like you see all kinds of stuff uh -huh. so yeah. you know it's really any little like a little I, anything why, goes yeah I mean yeah. what I mess up on the most is like again like chords and like uh -huh. changing mm -hmm. chords at the right times and stuff but that's like so I kind of realized when you see somebody play, like you're not you're not paying attention to when they're changing. You know, they're not. Right. They're they're you're getting like the whole experience, not like the the little tiny nitpicky things that only mm -hmm. I know. And uh -huh. it's so it's really hard to like separate those two. You know. Oh yeah. But yeah. So uh, you've uh, mentioned it a couple times. Uh, you are the editor in chief yes. for the AS Review at Western. Yeah. Yes. Uh, talk about that because that's like that's still I imagine like a creative, like super creative thing, but like in a different way. Yeah, it's weird. Well, so I um I started. I mean, I like writing mm -hmm. journal. Like I'm into journalism because I like writing. But um I you know so so I got the job there as a writer initially, and I did that for a while. Did a little bit of copy editing on the side just to kind of just to kind of hang out and, you know, get more hours, I guess. Mm. <laughs> um, Wait, what year are you? I'm, okay, well, technically I'm a senior, but, okay. you know, I'm, like, a senior, so, like, I'll probably be here for, like, a little while. Gotcha, okay. After I'm supposed to be on. <laughs> so, did you just become editor-in-chief this year? Or? Yeah, yeah, at okay. the beginning of this wow. year. Um, and it's, yeah, it is fun. The AS Review is interesting because it's, I mean, it is more, like, visually based. Like, it's this little, like, square you know, and it's got, um, we have like color pages, we have, we use like a lot of artwork and stuff, but what the AS Review really is, is it's a publication to kind of let people know what's going on in the AS specifically, mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. more about like the associated students and then like student life than it is about like big stories or like, you know, kind of outside things, like, and that's what like we separates us from the Western Front, the Western yeah. Front's much more like, they'll talk about anything like in Bellingham or just kind of like uh -huh. even more like issues like amongst like staff or things like that but we're, we're more focused on like student life and like uh -huh. what students are interested in gotcha. cool. um and so yeah i mean it, it is i do get to be creative i get to i mean my favorite part is doing the layout actually it's really <laughs> fun just like you know move move everything around make sure everything fits and like I basically just get to like design it like on scratch. Do you get like every final time. say pretty much on every yeah. issue? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. like I just kinda get to put it all together. And then I also, um, me and my assistant editor will like uh, assign 
stories to all the writers and so I, we get to you know I, if I like just come up with something I'll be like hey write a story on this uh-huh. give it to me in a week and they'll come back That's in a week and have, have a story on my desk. Yeah. yeah exactly awesome. and I'm like wow like, <laughs> the power you know uh, how do you deal with like because uh, you have to like edit people's mm-hmm. stories so mm-hmm. how do you like give them that kind of like feedback on what to fix or change well what we usually do is we'll uh, they'll send us the story and then we'll put it into like a Google Doc and we'll make little edits and you know you always have to be careful to be I mean, it's so easy to be mean. <laughs> you know, it's so yeah. easy to accidentally say something that is, like, discouraging. I'm like, like, I've known, like, I mean, I've written for the Western Front and the AS Review. I've been a writer in that position so many times. And I just remember, like, the most difficult thing about journalism is the, like, when there's, like, a, like a not a good relationship between, like, the editors and the writers because mm-hmm. they, there's this power that the editors hold over the writers and mm-hmm. it's so easy to abuse it. It's so, so right. easy. And I think, really think the trick, and to keep people, like, you know excited about writing and like encourage them to write you kind of have you have to make sure that they're not feeling like too put down or like Mm -hmm. too like they're not good enough or something like that so I usually try to be pretty nice but we basically yeah we'll go through and we'll like highlight like maybe change a little bit of this or like hey could you maybe rewrite this part or do you need another source for this Mm -hmm. um we usually are pretty like we've never really had to like restructure an entire piece but that's because we usually give them the piece and we're like okay this is who you're gonna interview this is how you're gonna angle it right. like it's not usually like a big surprise yeah okay when we get them another thing i wanted to ask you about is like how do you uh, overcome writer's block do you just like when you want to sit down and write is mm-hmm. kind of like a lock the door and nobody mm-hmm. can talk to me for like three hours and i'm just gonna write or is it just kind of like whenever it comes to you it's more of whenever it comes to me definitely especially for like if i'm gonna be doing like writing a song or something like that because it's i mean it's really hard to write a song about something that you're feeling if you're not feeling that thing in that exact moment, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, or like thinking about that thing in that exact moment. I actually, that is a huge problem for me. I, a lot of the time what I do is I'll write like three fourths of a song and then like never want to come back to it because oh, I'll totally. be like, I'll be like done with it by then. But then it's like, I, I have to finish this or else it's not going to be a song. <laughs> and like, I'm like, I don't really know what I was talking about. <laughs> like, right. What was I thinking when I wrote this? So do you carry around a notebook? Uh, no, but I, I'll write stuff down on my phone sometimes. Okay. Yeah. How do you, easier. how do you feel about like performing songs? Like, uh, what, like if it's a really emotional song or whatever, like, and you play it and you're just not feeling that at all. Like, how does that like change your performance or interpretation? of it? I mean, you really got to try to make it not, I mean, in some ways that can be good because you can kind of like, it's almost like acting in a way mm-hmm. so you, and you can kind of like prepare, like, this is how I'm going to like be like, this is the perfect, like this will the way that I, this way to be on stage will accompany this song in like this way and you can like kind of calculate it. But if you're just like up there and you're like feeling all the feelings and it's like all coming to you at once, you might kind of, you know, get a little bit carried away or like uh-huh. something like that. So it is kind of nice, but um, yeah, I'll usually, I mean, you just kind of go fake it. That's yeah. kind of how it is, you know? <laughs> So how how often do you perform your own your own stuff? I've actually never performed something that I've written. Before. Oh, scary! Yeah, Whoa. I haven't. I'm scared. Yeah. Like honestly, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to next quarter. Yeah. That's do like it. my. You know what? You know what a cool move is is to just say the name of the song, but don't say if you wrote it. That's cool <laughs> yeah, there you go. A guy did it like at the last one. He's like, "This song is called this," and the whole time I was like, "This is good." Did he? <laughs> what? And I was super intrigued the whole time. Uh-huh. And it was just a mystery. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it it is tough. Like I don't want to scare you. I think any you absolutely should play your songs. Mm-hmm. But for me, like it, especially debuting like a mm-hmm. new song that's like particularly yeah. emotional. Like uh-huh. there was there's one that I I performed the underground copy at like mm-hmm. open mic. And I was just, I, I got up there and I was like, I was not emotionally ready to play this yeah. in front of people. And, like, oh the same thing God, with your jokes yeah. at the Green Frog. 
like, yeah, you need to get was, it together uh, before a show. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always it's always too fresh for Kevin. Too fresh. I gotta wait like a year. Too fresh. Yeah, you gotta like forget about it. What, yeah. what are some of like your biggest pet peeves when you see other people perform or when you or when you're on stage? Like uh, when you see like you see another performer go and you're like, why is he or she? doing this, this little tick, I feel like. I mean, yeah, one thing that I really don't like is when people write a song and they get up and they feel they have to, the need to, like, explain, explain the, the entire situation <laughs> of, like, wh where they were when they wrote it, why uh -huh. they wrote it, you know, who it's about. Uh -huh. Man, I've been to some awkward shows yeah. where, like, people will come up on the stage and be like, this song is about my boyfriend, we're having some trouble right now. <laughs> and then, and then it's, like, super awkward for uh -huh. everybody because it's, like, really intense. Right. Um, That's not I, necessary. I totally no, it's yeah. not. I probably did that this this <laughs> quarter, honestly. I, I mean, I used to do it too. I used to do it too, but it's just like oh, you know, no, it's because you have the chance to. No, right. it's true. Like, it's, hey, yeah. And you also and... feel like it's going to help people understand what you were trying to say in right. your song, you know? Mm -hmm. Because but that's the thing about music that I've kind of realized is that like especially with lyrics, like they need to be open to interpretation for everybody. Oh, because yeah. if you just kind yeah, of yeah. like say like this is exactly what I was thinking, then they're not going to be able to like if they have a way to relate to it that's different, they're going to not really be able to do that. Oh, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, I think a lot of the times, uh, at least something I've noticed, is, like, when you write a song, you don't necessarily know everything that you've packed into it. Mm -hmm. Like, I like my analysis of this song isn't even necessarily right, right yeah. at all. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, you're, you're almost doing yourself, like, a disservice by doing that. It's mm -hmm. just, like... Yeah, yeah. and it's, I feel like it's like that for any art form, too. Like, even, like, you know, like, fine art, like, paintings and stuff. Like, there's so much that... You know, even especially like more abstract things, like yeah, the coolest paintings so have like get out of it. just like the title by it, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like exactly. And, it and the title is just like you're just like what? Yeah. Like, what does that even oh. mean? Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm not a musician, but tuning the guitar on stage, I don't understand. That. <laughs> oh it's yeah. It's like when it's like why? Like it's like you need to prove to us that you can tune the guitar. Yeah. It'll like, sound bad if it's out of tune. Why wouldn't you tune it before? Because it gets out of tune. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess guitar. that's my peeve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or the uh, no, don't do that. That's the, like every the, musician's fear. Yeah. Uh, my last show, I had like brand new strings. What do you hate strings. about musicians? <laughs> <laughs> that they have to tune. Well, that's what tune. Like, tune on on the stage. You have to. Yeah. I mean, if if it's one song, you don't have to. Like, yeah, at, at an open mic. Yeah, at like an open, open mic, you should. Yeah, yeah when you get five right. minutes and it's yeah. like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah. what is this guy doing? Okay, uh, that's fair. But it's a whole set. But like, there's this there's this one musician. I don't know if he's gonna listen to this. I don't know his name, right? <laughs> and he, yeah, five minutes at open mic, right? And he played a song. He's like, "How much time do I have left?" And the host was like, "A minute and 30. Oh, yeah. I have time for one more." And plays like another yeah, five minutes. Oh song. my god! And everybody was like, that "What?" Was like, did he yeah. misunderstand? Yeah, and you can see everybody getting kind of stressed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it it's distracts like, from the exactly. Nobody, nobody Definitely. could enjoy it anymore. She grew out of the earth on which I stand That same winter, swear I saw her Dig a hole beneath an older Like to crow back to the dirt from where she i 
I guess I'll start with um, where you weren't born here. Okay, so long, long, long story. Okay. But I'll tell you this long story. <laughs> yes. So my mom is a or was a diplomat, uh, like a for the U.S. Um, and so I was born in Olympia, Washington, uh, kind of on a vacation, sort of. Okay. My my family's lived overseas for like 25 years. My mom okay. and my dad, um, doing like diplomat work for uh-huh. the U.S. government, and so yeah, they came back here. Uh, to Olympia when my mother was pregnant and it was kind of just it's because my grandparents live here and so Mm. they were kind of in town and so I was born in Olympia (laughs) um and then after that we moved to I've lived all a lot of places uh we moved to Germany uh we then from there we went to Greece and then from there we went to Denmark and then there we went to London. Was this all within like the first 10 years of your life? This this was until so I left London when I was 17. Okay. So okay. that was like my pretty much childhood. Uh-huh. Uh, so like infant to 17 and you live in the States at all? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, yeah. And so this is, this is this story, the fun story part. So when I was uh, 17, it was like the year I had like one year of high school left uh-huh. and my mom retired and we were like, she was like, well, what are we going to do? Like, where are we going to live? You know, right. I mean, we've mm-hmm. been overseas all this time, but we have American citizenship. Uh-huh. And so we were, my mom was like, oh, you know, let's live to Washington. Like. You were born there, and, like, right. um, 
my, Back my to grandparents. Your roots. <laughs> yeah, and so we ended up moving to Olympia, Washington, mm-hmm. which is where I was born, and I'm so I'm technically from there. So yeah. like explaining this to my peers in my senior year of high school uh-huh. was, like, where you from? was so like, I'd be like Olympia, yeah. and then they'd be like, why don't I yet know you? And yeah. I'd be like, oh no, I, like I grew up overseas. Uh-huh. And now be you like, just why? point them to this podcast. Just right, right. Yeah, exactly. like, here's the link. Yeah, there here's yeah. This is what happened. But um, and so that was really weird because I, like. I mean, I had spent my whole life, like, living overseas, and it was really weird because, I, you know, I would spent my life overseas, moving around a lot, and, like, being in all these different cultures, but, like, thinking that I was American, mm-hmm. just kind of, like, and that's, you know, people would be like, oh, where are you from? I'd be like, right. American, you know, I had an American <laughs> accent for the most part, right. um, you know, I look American. Did you ever pick up any other languages while you were? Oh, uh, I know countries? a little bit of a lot of languages. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I can get around in like a lot of European cities, but I can't like have a full conversation with somebody mm-hmm. usually. Um, but yeah, so it was really weird coming back to this or coming back, quote unquote, to the <laughs> states, and ah, so many memories. You know, <laughs> feeling like but yeah, right, and then yeah. being like, oh, I'm American, but. I'm not really like, and then like I, you know, there's kind of an identity crisis thing there yeah. because I'm surrounded by all these people who are American. Like they did grow up here, and like mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't, I couldn't really like say that because like I didn't. I mean, like there was so much culture shock. It was really weird. Yeah. Like you know, Mean Girls when she like yeah. it was like that. Like oh, it was honestly like that. Really? It was like I grew the most up relatable thing on like Minto- yeah right. Yeah. I grew up like on an entirely different continent, and then I come to this place and like. Why are you white? Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, and it was just like, yeah, it was pretty weird. I had to like kind of learn about how a lot of things worked. Um, what was like the biggest thing that you can think of? Um, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, a lot of it was like cultural stuff because I, you know, I'm kind of like a creative person. That's like kind of how I like to be. But like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't have this kind of like lexicon of knowledge from that people just grew up with, like the shows that they watched, oh, yeah. the music that they listened to, and the. the food that they ate and like the Any, like, candy phrases, and, like, like the... stick out that like why do you guys keep saying that? <laughs> oh god so well actually the for me it was more of like i would say something and people would be like what oh i <laughs> see say? Okay. one of the things that took me forever to get over was um i would when i would ask a question it wasn't so much an accent but i would have like this kind of inflection with it like uh-huh. um that was way different from how people ask questions here oh. um and so i got made fun of that deep into college even that okay. I finally have gotten rid of it but interesting um yeah it was just like a really weird it was weird it was a weird transition um so one question we we always ask is have you like struggled with depression or and or anxiety and how has that kind of like affected the the your creative like output? yeah um so like i'm i'm definitely have like a little bit of anxiety issues just i mean and I've actually gotten a lot better with it being, like, in journalism because you're, like, always stressed out in journalism. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to learn how to, like, deal with it. Um, when I moved to the States, I definitely did have, like, a pretty big bout of depression just because I, again, like, I, it, I just, it was kind of more of, like, an identity crisis because, like, here I am, like, my whole life thinking that I am this identity and then, like, realizing that I don't really have an identity. Like, I don't have, it's so hard to answer that question, where are you from, you <laughs> know, because right. I'm, like... I have no idea. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I don't like really... what nationality to affiliate. Yeah, with. I don't. Yeah, and I don't want to like. I don't want to like. I feel like if any nationality that I say I am, I feel like I'm kind of lying or like almost kind of like stealing that <laughs> right. because I don't fully feel that identity, but I don't fully feel anything else either. So, and it's like I don't feel like I have a hometown or like home anywhere mm-hmm. either. Like, so it's basically just like where my parents live at that time. <laughs> yeah. So, so would you say, like, the senior year in high school, is that when 
it was like that's when like you felt it the worst yeah or? that's when it really really uh -huh. hit me because i kind of realized like wow like i don't really i'm just kind of floating along here like uh -huh. i don't really have an anchor anywhere how many times did you switch schools growing up <laughs> like ballpark probably like 11. oh my gosh wow. so like that's, that's, that's like maybe one for less, each year maybe like nine because that's crazy yeah, sometime, yeah, some somewhere up there, like, uh -huh. so tennis, tennis. How did you, did you, like, because you mentioned that you had, like, friends that you would, like, show your videos mm -hmm. to. How do you, like, keep in, in contact with, like... Well, I mean, this is why the internet is so great. Like, uh -huh. you know, Facebook, I can I can just, like, FaceTime anybody whenever, uh -huh. you know, all over the world. It's really mm -hmm. cool. Fans all over the world. Fans all over the world. That's awesome. Yeah, world it's cool. It's just cool. I can, yeah, and I still, like, get to, like, talk to all like, my mm -hmm. buds, my overseas buds. So, eventually, like, when, since you're switching school so much, did that, like, feel being the new kid just kind of like go away after like yeah like well it time. was so funny i mean the worst move actually definitely was the one to the states uh. which i and i think it was because i just wasn't expecting it to be so bad because i don't know like i was like oh this is like my place you know it's gonna <laughs> be fine and then i get there and like everybody's weird and like it was a i moved to this big 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 public high school and i had never been in such a huge school before mm -hmm. um the, I went from the high school that I was in in London, uh, my graduating class had 60 people in it. Oh, wow, and wow, then wow. the graduating class for Capitol High School in Olympia, which is where I went, um, was like 400, I think. Mm -hmm. um, which isn't even that big. Now that yeah. I, I kind of recently <laughs> found out that that's like pretty small like, compared uh -huh. to a lot of places. But um, it was huge for me. It was crazy. And just being like kind of, I just kind of like kind of shrank into like the back. I didn't really want to like... I wasn't going to, I mean, it's like, why am I going to try to make friends? Like, it's been like, everybody's already got their clicks and stuff. Right. I'm here for one year, you know? Yeah, so but I just was kinda... it like that every year? Was it, no, was because it sort of hard to... I would usually live in a place for like three years, three or four years. And so like, I could, okay, you know, I, I could make some friends. Like, okay. you know, it would be, you know, it wouldn't be so hard. Um, it was really funny coming to college just because like... The, they, the move is so pampered. Like, right. there's so much everybody's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it's always, you know, and I was just remember being like, wow, like, <laughs> I've yeah. never had this. It's like, you much, walk like, into your dorm and there's like people applauding. Yeah, like, like accommodation. Woo! Like, everybody's <laughs> trying, and I, I guess it was cool because everybody was moving at once, so everybody was trying to make friends with each other. Yeah. And it was just, I, it just felt so, like, I just felt like so babied, like, kind <laughs> of like in that whole experience. And it was, I mean, it was cool. I mean, I made a lot of friends. Um, and I love it here, but it was, yeah, it was definitely different, definitely a different kind of a move. And I, I also kind of realized that when I moved here is that like my life has been really weird. Like uh -huh. most people do <laughs> not have a life like I do, like yeah. growing up in all these different cultures. And I have kind of a strength, I think my worldview is definitely like shaped because of it, because I, you know, it's, it's weird when you're, you know, you're like seven years old. And so like, you're kind of learning about like how people do things and about how culture is and about the way to talk to people. And then suddenly you're in an entirely new place. And all the rules are different. All the rules yeah. are different. Like, they're starting to teach you a yeah. different thing. And, like, the people are different. They're talking a different language. Uh -huh. and, and like, why? Um, and so, like, it all kind of got kind of warped. Um, and so, like, I think my perspective is definitely, like, kind of unique because uh -huh. of that. Do you think that drew you to journalism? Or you're kind of, like, You know, yeah, kind of it did. And I've, I've thought about this a lot and about, like, why I like writing and stuff. And I think it's because, like storytelling is such a universal thing like mm -hmm. people connect to stories like everywhere mm -hmm. like you can you know like as long as you can translate it into their language like if it, especially if it's like appealing to like an emotion or something like mm -hmm. that it's so it's like a kind of amazing how like people people are so similar everywhere there's only like a few cultural things that we've kind of created that are like you know divide us and we think of those things as so big yeah. like the cultural differences but people are people everywhere mm -hmm. like 
they like the same things. They like want to do the same things. They, you know, they have the same values pretty much. Yeah. And so it's kind of, it's nice knowing that it's nice kind of getting that like affirmation. And I think that's why I like storytelling so much is because it's just a way to like connect with people. And there's like so many different ways to do it. And that's kind of why I started doing music too. Right. Same deal. People love music. Yeah. Uh I know people love music everywhere. No matter what you're doing, you know, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like Mm -hmm. everything you do is all about, uh, it's like wanting to be inclusive. Yeah, I know, yeah. Some people go about it with like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this niche thing, but mm-hmm. I guess uh, <laughs> I like I like the the idea of like uh, the bringing the cultures together. Yeah, like, yeah, like and just bringing like people together in general. Uh-huh. Like I think we have all these. We kind of like make these all these divides between us, just that are so like superficial and like not necessary. Mm-hmm. Like you know, everybody appreciates cause a song. Right. Everybody appreciates a cool story about somebody. Uh-huh. You know. Uh, so what? When so you moved up here, was there any uh, a sort of culture shocks in just? I know it was just from Olympia to Birmingham, but like. Well, you... I mean, yeah. I mean, my high school was very. I'm trying to think of what was it in your high school? Not be weird. It's Capital High School. Okay. It's Olympia. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. It was very like, so they were the Cougars, right. and it was very much like kind of it almost felt like they were priming people to go to wazoo right. a little bit uh, like everybody was very super to football yeah. like super you know and like school spirit school i had spirit, never yeah. seen anything like really? like a Is auditorium it? that where the mascots coming out and there's the cheerleaders right. and there's the everybody's yelling the teachers are all dressed up and all this <laughs> and i remember just being like Wait, is that is that like a distinctly on? American thing? Or yeah, it, yeah, the huge celebration another crazy thing i just remembered that blew my mind was how how intense everybody gets about like school dances uh-huh. and like the asking somebody to a school oh, dance yeah. and how like that was just mortifying <laughs> i just couldn't believe like you know in in the rest of the world it's just i mean at least where i was it was just more you know you just be like hey you want to go to a dance with me and here it's like you have to put on a huge scene you yeah. have to, you got flowers you got like this huge piece of paper like you make her a cake you, yeah. you know it's like, say no. jump out of the cake. Yeah, yeah it's like if it's not good enough then she's gonna say uh-huh. no you know and yeah that blew my mind that too. was the except at my school it was very lazy the guys would just like put a like dump confetti on the car and be like <laughs> nice this is the this is my way a special way of asking you uh but i was listening to this it's funny that you say that because i was listening to this interview with i think it was stephen merchant he was a mm-hmm. british comedian and they were like so what's like the difference between performing in america and performing in britain and it's like well the biggest difference is that uh in britain they don't like clap very much at the top of the show mm-hmm. you know like because it's like well you haven't done anything yet so <laughs> right like, yeah you know so you it's sort of like that. Yeah. yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of like that reminded me of, you know, like, school spirit. It's just, like, mm-hmm. getting, like, riled up for, like, for <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, like, it's, like, it's just everything becomes kind of a spectacle. And so I was kind of expecting that when I came here. It's, like, the exact and opposite. Yeah, it's so chill here, yeah. and I was so glad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody's, and I love, you know, I love being around, like, kind of creative people. And I uh-huh. feel like there's a lot of creative people in Bellingham. Oh, yeah. Just a lot of, like, artists, a lot of... I don't know. Well, and, like, it's, the local scene is, like, pretty small, so it's, like, mm-hmm. when you, if you, like, get your foot in the door or, like, you go to any event, yeah. it's, like, everyone's there. Like, yeah, and you, know. you can get your foot in the door. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's uh-huh. an, one of the ma- most amazing things is that, like, you know, there, people are going to come watch you perform. Like, I just, that's what kind of blows my mind that you can just kind of do that. Like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, How do you, I guess both of you, how do you, like, go about, like, uh, setting yourself apart from, like, if you're at, like, an open mic, and then, like, the next six people are, like, also mm-hmm. there with, like, their acoustic guitar. I mean, I, that's, that's like, the one, like, relief for me, because I'm like, hey, I can, like, can be, like, the one act that sticks out. Like, <laughs> I'm doing comedy and I'm Asian. Like, there's two things that are different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how do you guys go about that? Um, well, at least for me, I mean, I guess, 
I, the kind of, like, folk music that I kind of like to do has kind of, like, morphed from, like, I really don't want to just be, like, another singer-songwriter, you mm -hmm. know, like, another girl who can play, like, a couple chords, right. and, like, you know, um, and so my style of singing is really, I sing really low, I think, compared to a lot of the other performances that I see, um, and I, I try to, like, I'm trying to, like, emulate the style of folk music that is, like, really old, kind of, um, and kind of like, you know, it was kind of like badly recorded and stuff, but like that, it's kind of like that aesthetic is like kind right. of what I've been trying to emulate. And so I'm like really like kind of focusing on kind of recreating this like kind of historical folk music gotcha. more. Cool. Um, which something I like think, more, like something more raw? Yes, it's, you know? it's a lot okay. more raw and it's a lot more like... Doesn't like processed. Yeah, it's thing. not, it's, yeah, um, definitely. And there's definitely been like a kind of movement for that that I've noticed. It's okay. like kind of small, very, I mean, obviously very small. The uh -huh. folk music scene is not like a huge deal, but... Right. Um, very small movement, just kind of go back to those, like, kind of roots, kind of from right before. On. Like, lo-fi yeah. kind of DIY Yeah, lo-fi yeah. kind of, like, um, yeah, which is nice for me, because, you know, it's just me in my room, oh, room yeah. with my microphone, yeah. um, and my garage band. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? <laughs> uh, well, for me, it's, it's easier for me in Bellingham, just because, like, uh, well, it was kind of difficult because when I first started writing, I wrote lyrics. I couldn't play guitar. Uh -huh. Couldn't sing. Oh, really? Couldn't sing to save my oh, life. I uh, and uh, I ended up going to, like, school. I don't need to get in. I don't need to go. <laughs> uh, but I, I ended up going to school for, like, uh, to, to record audio originally. And I took, like, music theory classes. Oh, nice. Um, but and that so, was so helpful. It was amazingly helpful. Yeah. Like, I, I taught myself to play guitar. Um, I learned how to hold the note. And then uh, the music I'm kind of into is just, I, I like... I mean, I mostly play punk music uh, mm -hmm. on acoustic guitar, cool. and so uh, it was—it's easy for me to stand out just because like there's not that many people mm -hmm. in this area playing that kind of music. Um, but then also, I've gotten to a point where I'm like confident in my songwriting enough where like I—I—I I, I found it a lot easier to get my personality out in the songs that I write, like just whether through lyrics or delivery or or whatever. Um, and so I think I've gotten to a point where just I—I I, I noticed a shift this year, um, just performing on mm -hmm. stage like. My personality, like, or I, I guess my confidence, it just allowed me to like feel like, hey, here's my song. I'm gonna fucking blow your mind. Yeah, and get you ready it. for it. Exactly. Well, I guess because like, I know that you, because we talked about this already, but like something will happen in your life, and then like you'll immediately turn around and make it a song. Marina, are you like that too, or do you like let it sit more? I, you know, it's interesting for me. I'm a lot. I, it's really hard for me to write about my own stuff. Uh -huh. Like, it's way easier for me, and I guess it's also maybe just from being, like, you know, in this, like, journalism training where I'm trying to tell, like, a story, and so it's, like, I don't think of things that happen in my own life as a story. You know, right. I don't think of it as this kind of, like, I just think of it as, like, things that happen to me. I don't really think of it as in this, like, structure and, like, mm -hmm. a, in kind of, like, a beautiful, kind of poetic way. I just... So it's a lot easier for me to take something that, like... It's almost like I'll see a story happen to somebody else and then I'll write about it. And that's okay. way easier oh, cool. for me. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because I can kind of picture it better because I'm not, you know, emotionally invested in it in gotcha. that way. Um, but I really, I, I applaud people who can do that because uh -huh. it's so hard for me to like get the things that are like, you know, going on in my brain to like be coherent in uh -huh. like words. I always feel like I'm going <laughs> to miss something out or totally. like, you know. Since you do like a bunch of different writing, like journalism mm -hmm. and, and like songwriting, um, how do you, uh, do you ever get like stuck on like a wording or like a, a phrasing? Like how do you deal with like, like just a, a, being unsatisfied with like mm -hmm. one line or something? I, well, you, I'm, like this is really straightforward. I'll put every word into the thesaurus <laughs> and the, okay. yes. the thesaurus <laughs> and just like figure out something that sounds cool from that. Oh, or like nice. I'll try to like rethink the same situation. I, I mean, I love writing. I love uh -huh. doing that. And so it's like, it's not too hard just to kind of 
I mean, I think it more depends. I think the harder thing is to come up with like what I want to say mm-hmm. than than like how to say it. Because if I know gotcha. what I want to say, then I can figure out a way to say it. But like sometimes I'll just be like, what do I want to write about? Like, how do I want to portray this? Like, what's this gonna be? You know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's definitely the more of the struggle. How do you uh, how do you use like singing and, and like music is a way to like express a line differently than in writing i guess it just will have a lot more emotion in it and that's the thing that i think music is i mean you know like journalism is very is pretty straightforward you know mm-hmm. you're telling a story this is what happened this is who it happened to you're trying to do it in as least words as possible uh-huh. um, not really trying to have an opinion yeah i mean right. sometimes you are but uh-huh. it's more about and if you are having an opinion it's also it's the same thing you're just you're trying to convey your opinion in the most straightforward way in the way that people are going to want to read it uh-huh. and mm-hmm. understand it and you know but with music, you can be a little bit more ambiguous. Like, you know, it's an art form. So you can, you know, it doesn't have to mean the same thing to every everybody right. who sees it or hears it. Um, so, yeah, I guess. <laughs> do you think, do you think, like, do you think, no, like no, journalism has been, become, like, uh, I don't ever since, like, Facebook, anyone can just, like, post any article mm-hmm. of anything? Mm-hmm. Do you think that, like, I'm just... Oh, right, yeah, I guess how do you yeah. feel about clickbait? <laughs> and, like, well, you know, and the whole thing, thing, I mean... It sucks, but like if it, the reason that we have that stuff now is because nobody wants to pay for journalism anymore because mm-hmm. we get it so freely online. There's so much content out there. Exactly, it's there's crazy. so much content, yeah. and a lot of it is shit, and uh-huh. then a lot of it is pretty cool, you mm-hmm. know. And uh-huh. so you know, you kind of got to figure out how to like weed your way through the crap to get uh-huh. to the cool stuff. Um, the reason that we have clickbait is because people click on it, yeah, you know? and that's exactly. like how pe- that's how these papers are the they're staying alive at this uh-huh. point is because you know they're not nobody's paying them to you know, produce content, so they kind of have to figure out ways to stay, you know, open and running, Uh Um, and that's how they have to do it, and it's kind of sad, because I think we've kind of come to this point where we kind of think of, like, the getting news and getting, like, articles and journalism and stuff as a right, like, Mm -hmm. we kind of, it's almost like it's, like, in the Constitution, like, we have a right to know what's going on, but really, it's just, like, these are just, like, people who are telling you what's happening because they think you should know, like, it's not... Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's really, we're in, I think we're in a really interesting place in journalism. Uh-huh. Whenever I tell, you know, anybody who over 25 that I'm studying journalism, they're like, isn't that, like, <laughs> right, not yeah. a thing anymore? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah okay, let me explain. Just go on Twitter. Let me explain to you about the internet, the yeah. So into the third act where we talk just talk to, about stuff you uh, like, stuff, stuff you like. like. What influences you? Uh, obviously, you, you we know you like Miley Cyrus. I don't point. like Miley Cyrus. At one point, at one point you liked her. That's the only thing that we know. Oh, like. And I did watch the oh. mashup of Green Day. And yeah, mm-hmm. that was great. I did that. Uh-huh. I did that. Yeah, I will say this about uh, Miley Cyrus. I, one of my favorite uh, musicians, uh, Sean Harris. He's from the band The Matches, and he was he, he started like his new project, and they did a bunch of covers. Uh, mm-hmm. Him and his bandmate, because they lived one of them lived in Australia and one mm-hmm. lived here, so they did like Skype covers. Yeah, cool. And uh, they did uh, Party in the USA, and he he like after he did that, he was like, yeah, there's no reason for me really to hate this. It's like the same chords. Like I have, I have a song that I wrote. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the same chord yeah. Like, uh, oh yeah, just a stigma. <laughs> so the, yeah, no, no shame. Yeah, I'm. I really get down to one D sometimes. Uh, one, so, uh, good old one D. One D. Yeah. Is that One Direction? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, I'm not hit. What, what else could it be? I'm not with it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Is that that really cool band, 1D? Yeah. Uh, so what are you, what, what yeah. are you listening to now? God, I mean, that's uh, so many things. <laughs> so many things. I guess, like, I mean, folk music-wise... Um, there's some artists that I really like. Um, there's this woman named Jessica Pratt, who's like probably like my favorite folk artist okay. right now. She does a lot of the same stuff that I want to do. Um, she's really cool. Um, they're usually they're mostly like kind of smaller folk artists that aren't doing like you know. I mean, I feel like mainstream folk is more like you know like Mumford and Sons, like, like big big production. Exactly, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. And they're yeah. let they're like do you, you not know, like Mumford and Sons? No. Yeah, no, <laughs> hate Mumford and Sons for our listeners. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I yeah. think they're okay. I think I like my first album. The first album was yeah. fine. The first yeah. album was fine. It, like, uh-huh. it, did you feel the same way? About, like, it's so formulaic, though. Oh, it's, totally, it's just yeah. like it's just like, I know it's like I'm just like and three, two, one, banjo. banjo. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, okay, and their yeah. second album did nothing different. Yeah, no, it's the same. A one trick pony, as uh-huh. some people would say. Um, <laughs> but there's some other artists. There's this woman named Laura Marling who I really like. Uh, this guy named. Johnny Flynn, these are all like British artists uh-huh. who are yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then like, you know, older stuff, like obviously like Dylan and uh, uh, like people from like that area mm-hmm. too. Do you listen, uh, uh, oh, I mean, I'm sure you do, but like uh, what other genres do you like, oh are you God, really like into? Everything. I love like, um, I mean, of course, I love like kind of stereotypical like Western, like I love Mac DeMarco and I love real estate and like that kind of yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, that kind of like entry level, like <laughs> hip, hipster music. Um, I mean, I, I love it. Like, entry no level hipster music. Yeah. Um, a lot of that. Let's see. How does that kind of stuff like influence your own songwriting? It actually does a lot. I mean, a lot of that stuff is kind of lo fi and it's mm-hmm. kind of like in that kind of same recording style that I really like, yeah. especially like the vocals. Um, and a lot of it, I actually will, like, pull stuff from, which I, ne- I never really expected my- me to do, but um, I also really like, I mean, I like electronic music, too. I, I listen to a lot of Grimes. Grimes' new album is, okay. like, amazing. Yeah. Um, a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, have you have you heard Black Moth Super Rainbow at all? No. They have this, so they're, like, this electronic mm-hmm. uh, band, and they do, like, these, they, like, distort the vocals. Like, everything's super s- distorted, and they mm-hmm. use, like, a lot of electronic stuff, but then they do, like, a lot of lo-fi kind of stuff. Oh, like, cool. They'll bring in, like, a, an acoustic guitar that's kind of, oh, like, nice. uh, that doesn't sound like that clean. Like, it's kind of mm-hmm. rough. It, it's, it's cool. That's neat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love know. that. I, I love that. Ma- I love that now we can kind of do that, where we have these kind of, like, historical eras that are, mm-hmm. like, special because of their, like, recording quality and, like, yeah. because of, like, the amps that were popular and stuff. And now we can kind of, like, combine all of them to th- make these kind of weird, like weird pieces of music that like go over space and time. <laughs> like, you're, you're talking about like everything. what happens when we run out of like chord regressions. Well, I guess we're just going to like throw like just different things together. On top and, of uh, each other. Yeah. Exactly. Just, Get this like, on top of that. Yeah, uh-huh. Put a filter on it. Exactly. Some we- yeah. When, um, when I was younger, I had this one friend who was like really into pop music and she still mm-hmm. is. She's, she, um, she's a German girl. And, um, so my very first concert that I ever went to was a Neil Young concert, and I'm always, like, really proud to say that because it's, like, a really cool <laughs> yeah. thing, you know? And then, yeah. like, Paul McCartney came out and did, like, a Beatles no. thing with him. Yeah. What? Yeah, it, like, blew my mind. <laughs> That's awesome. Obviously. But then my second concert ever, this girl bought me a ticket to front row to see the Jonas Brothers. And, I, <laughs> you know, I was not into the Jonas Brothers, uh-huh. but, like, a free ticket, like, front yeah, row seat yeah, to yeah, a band. Brothers, like, I don't yeah. care who the band is. Of course I'm going to uh-huh. go. And it was, like, really cool. Like, it was oh, really I'm fun. Sure it was, yeah. well, I mean, yeah. also, like, the product, like, it was just this huge spectacle, you know? <laughs> they saved so much money. They're right. Like, 
Well, I, I saw one of the first, it might have been the first like actual concert I went to was uh, the Christian rock band Skillet I saw nice. in concert. I went and saw Reliant K <laughs> as my first. Nice. Oh, nice. Reliant K and, uh, actually Switchfoot. holds up. I, I, yeah. I, Skillet doesn't stand up for me, but yeah. I do, that show stood out because it's like a light show. It's like a spectacle and you yeah. these big like mm -hmm. kind of arena, it's a big production. Like, stadium mm -hmm. rock sort of bands. Mm -hmm. Like they just put on a good show and yeah. it's fun to watch. Man, I saw, she was, uh, what is it called? Spoken Word. Uh -huh. This spoken word poet called Kate Tempest. Okay. This British one blew me away completely. She had this amazing, I mean, she was amazing, but she also had this, like, band behind her who would, like, do, like, accompany it, accompany, like, her mm -hmm. speech. That's cool. And it was, like, I've never, it was, like, she just invented this art form. Like, it was That's so awesome. amazing. Can I find like, her on YouTube? Yeah, oh, yeah, Kate, Kate Tempest. Tempest. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. It sounds kind of similar, uh, I mean, the genre could be totally mm -hmm. different, but, like, uh, I've, been, I've been listening to this band, uh, they're called Listener, mm -hmm. and they call their music talk music, and mm -hmm. it, it's kind of got, like, roots in, like, post-hardcore, kind of, like, yelling stuff, and sometimes mm -hmm. they get a little bit more, like, visceral, I guess, but, like, uh, most of the time, it's like, yes, they're playing music, and then, like, he's just delivering it. It's, like, beat poetry, mm -hmm. but it's, right. like, it's a little more musical. Like, there's, there's like, a melody in the mm -hmm. way he, like, delivers the lines, but he's not mm -hmm. singing. It's, it's yeah. cool. I don't know. That sounds like very it. similar. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot what Kate, Kate Tempest does. Uh, um, what about uh, TV shows that you're watching? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's gotten to the point now. Like, I'm not watching a show, like, as it comes out, really. Mm -hmm. Actually, <laughs> Who does that? I'm listening to Serial. That is one yeah. thing. The new Serial oh, podcast. Okay. I um, haven't heard... I've actually heard... Serial podcast? Yeah, it's it on all. YouTube. It's, okay. It's actually really, really cool. But that's, like, the only thing that I'm watching, like, as it comes <laughs> gotcha. out. Gotcha. Um, I, I mean, I watch, like, a lot of Bob's Burgers. I watch a lot of Adventure Time. Uh -huh. watch a lot of Rick and Morty. Okay, yeah. Um, Morty, Rick and Morty. Yes. Kevin's oh, yeah. Rick and Morty. Because yeah. John hasn't yeah. watched it. I haven't it. watched it yet. And we get guests it's on It's, like, uh, really uh, good. Yeah. It's, it's, uh -huh. it's Everyone, like... It's so smart, I think, too. I, like, I, I just like... Because it, it does a lot of, like, fun stuff. I'm just afraid now that it's going to disappoint. Because I think... We'll... There's parts of it, you know... It scares me sometimes. There's some parts it's of it that are really It's a scary show, yeah. Sometimes, like, up. my roommate oh, yeah. watches it, I'm just like, what is this? Like, you know when... You, God, there's this one scene that just messes me up. You know when she, when the, uh, what's her name, the mom? Yeah. Uh, kills. Yes. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Poopy butthole. Yeah, and, and she does. She and the she, wine. And she just goes and she like murders him, and then she just like everybody's freaking out. And she just goes in her kitchen, like pours herself a glass of wine, and, and just it like shaking. Black right yeah, there, I, and I, I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is way too that, heavy for me. Uh -huh. That scene fucked me. Up. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but then like, but like for shows like that, uh, Wilford is another show for me. Where mm. like the show, it's like mm -hmm. messed up, but then like after season one, you're just desensitized to it. Yeah, you just <laughs> right? kind of like expect it. Exactly. Then more messed up things happen, and you're just like. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. oh, for, for Rick and Morty, I went back to season one recently and I was like, because I remember that season being like really dark and heavy mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Uh, and I watched it and I was like, they really up the ante yeah. in season two. Oh, like, God, wow. yeah. <laughs> well, and even it, the way it ends is just so like, oh. Yeah. John, you gotta watch it. I don't know. It sounds terrifying. I don't know. It if is. It's, it's terrifying and beautiful. And My yes. favorite episode is the uh, game, like the the game show episode where they're like the planet's like oh, show yeah. me what you got <laughs> and then these like heads come down and it's like it's like it's an inter interplanetary is each episode show, like a half yeah. hour long or yeah. like 15 something minutes something like that yeah. or like 22 it's like I mean without commercials it's like 22 okay mm -hmm. yeah. interesting you can borrow my blu-ray if you want it's right over you there. Have Rick and Morty. Have Rick and Morty. Nice. Wow. I mean, it's Dan Harmon, so I will give it a shot just because. John, I'm gonna get Dan it right Harmon. for you. Um, right amazing. on this. Well, I'll, I'll, the listeners can hear me handing this oh, to you. Wait, you. make it get up here by the microphone. <laughs> Thank you. Good. I don't think I have any medium to play this on. Well, then. My, yeah, sorry. Yeah. My computer. Just Borrow can't my take. PS3, too. Yeah. Um, there's this other show. So, like, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Adventure Time lately, and there's nice. this show, another show that Pendleton Ward does. 
It's like a mini series. Oh, it's called Over the Garden Wall. I actually have not seen that it's yet. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's kind <laughs> of like a combination of Miyazaki and Adventure Time. That sounds it's okay. like it's like really and you a lot of it is like blatantly like from Miyazaki stuff. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's really really cool. Very very cool. I, I've definitely um, heard about it. I like just had no context for what it was, mm -hmm. and now if I knew, I knew it was. I didn't know it was Pendleton. Mm -hmm. Ward. Yeah, yeah. He's at least he work. I know he's working on it. I don't know if it was like his show specifically, but um, I'm trying to think. I've been watching, started watching like the old uh, Star Trek recently. Yes. Um, it's pretty good. And then like Captain Kirk or uh, uh yeah, Patrick Stewart. Or, uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, okay. Patrick Star, Star Trek. Yeah. Next Generation. Yeah. Next I'm acting generation. like I know what it is. I have. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, you've got more than me on the podcast, but um, that, and then I also just recently finished the X Files. Nice. So I've I've heard so many things about the X Files. Like now, I have to watch that. It's as like well. it's it's really appealing for like really specific reasons. Like it takes itself really seriously, but it's really cheesy, which is why I love, especially in the early episodes. Mm -hmm. Like it's super dramatic, but it's like. <laughs> It's, like, not very good. The reboot hasn't it's... come out yet, has it? Or no, it, it hasn't, okay. but I'm super excited for uh -huh. it. Uh, it's, I'm always scared about reboots, because, like, it's, it's like, I think yeah. a lot of the time it just sets you up for failure. It's set right. up for failure a lot, but... Yeah, that's what can, I'm, yeah. It can be hit or miss, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah. the whole Arrested Development re... It wasn't a reboot, it's just sort of, like... Yeah, they kind of kept going. They yeah. just, like, oh, it, it's yeah. too late. Yeah, I know, I know, it wasn't as good. I still uh, liked it, but it yeah. wasn't as good. Well, it was the kind of thing where, like, on a second viewing, it was it was good. It just, mm -hmm. like, it's an ensemble show, and so when you split the ensemble up, it, like, lost, I mm -hmm. think, some of the magic. Mm -hmm. All the Job storyline was <laughs> was good, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched it. And they're coming it out with a movie, too. Mm -hmm. Are they? I, I don't know. It's like, That's it's in the cool. works. Or season five. I don't know. Yeah, I think Something's I saw something about out. season five coming yeah. out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. I don't watch it. <laughs> I'll watch any season of Rosanna. Right, yeah. But... Um, I'm trying to think. I'm surprised that they got all those famous actors together. Again, yeah. Because they all got famous yeah. for that show, too. They're all super yeah. famous. Yeah, yeah. That's, it was yeah. weird because I watched, I think I watched all three seasons, like, mm -hmm. right before season four came out like a year or two maybe uh -huh. and like just seeing michael Sarah just like in his infancy right <laughs> like, yeah so... he was so yeah. small i know yeah. he was good too yeah he was mm -hmm. like he like had the same like impeccable timing that he does mm -hmm. today. yeah um the another show with him in it uh wet hot american summer have you guys seen that no. it's pretty good. i had seen the movie and i watched i watched the first episode of mm -hmm. the the new series it's i liked good. it it's yeah. Good. yeah i've seen the movie too it's good it's a very good like it respects the movie Mm -hmm. I see. Like, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think all the actors were just like so on board. To, like, yeah, do it. So yeah, definitely. Tell they're having like, fun redo with it. it. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you do any? Do you watch any like multi-camera sitcoms? Uh, so like Seinfeld or Friends and things like that. I mean, yeah, I used yeah. to watch a ton of Friends. You know what's funny? In Europe, twenty-four-seven Friends is on basically twenty-four-seven. <laughs> oh, really? And really? so is <laughs> Friends and Scrubs. Are scrubs. both on okay. all the time. Uh -huh. You can always turn on the TV and find Friends or Scrubs, which is <laughs> really hilarious. pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, I never so, got into Scrubs. I, I don't know. It's I, funny. I just never got into it's it. good. I never got past the second season. It, it was uh -huh. good. It's funny. Mm -hmm. I enjoy yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. It's I mean, a good show. I've always heard about like how Zach Braff is like the worst person to work. Have you guys heard of that? <laughs> really? Uh, maybe I've heard the show just then, but like that's I have, he's like he's always on. You ever see those like that. top ten most difficult people to work with? Like huh. Zach Braff is always. <laughs> I want to see like a diva. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just like every time. Well, no. I, okay. I, I feel like that might come out. Uh, he was in Garden State, right? Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, that was his movie, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, I think yeah. So. I, well, I can see, like, that to me seems like, I don't know why, but that makes me see, it, it, it tells me, like, he could maybe be hard to work with. I don't yeah. see it in Scrubs, mm -hmm. but for some reason, Garden mm -hmm. State is, like, 
<laughs> this is like hipster enough that you might just be pretentious. It like yeah. comes through. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's but it. I don't know. It's interesting. That makes sense. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. What if he wants like, to come on our podcast? Show? I've heard that like three yeah. or four times, and like Zach now Brad I can't watch the show anymore. Sorry, Zach Braff, if you're listening. To Sorry, this. I, you know we're just joking, and we want you to come on our show. I guess <laughs> episode seven. Zach um, Braff. Uh, so we're getting the time. Yeah, we're getting so the this end. is this is the part where you can plug anything you want. Uh, absolutely oh, anything. God, let's see. Read the AS review. Um, go to my YouTube. Actually, don't go to my YouTube page. <laughs> so you don't want me to put it in the description. I mean, no, they can look it up if they <laughs> okay, want to, uh-huh. but like, don't make it easy you for You gotta them. make them work for it. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a series of clues. Hopefully yes. by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have some stuff recorded and up on like Bandcamp or something. Cool. Uh, and, so. if, and if that's the case, I will link to it in the yes, description. Yes, that would be awesome. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's. I mean, that's, like, my creative thing, I guess. And uh, Tuesdays at the Underground Coffee House? Maybe. Right? Maybe. Maybe. I actually, next quarter, I have a class that goes until 8 p.m. Oh, no. Get somebody else to sign up for you. And then... Yeah. It's it's (laughs) against the rules, but... Is it? We're rule breakers Mm, here. Well, some hosts are like, hey, don't do that. And Uh you just have to be like... Please. I'm comedian John. Uh-huh. I'm comedian John. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. You just say that, and they're like, oh, "Okay, cool." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm comedian oh, John. I'm comedian that's John. the code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the password. That's the password. Yeah, I'll people. go up there and do that. Yeah, I'm comedian yeah. John Lee. Exactly. <laughs> I'm Kevin Hugerworth. Uh, you can. This was Marina Price. Uh, yes. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes. I'm we did Kevin your intro H- at the beginning already. Oh, okay. Good. So true. don't worry yeah, about did, that. Yeah. Uh, I'm Kevin Hugerworth. I have a YouTube channel, uh, youtubecom slash show. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at k underscore hoog. And I'm John Lee, and look out for the process live. Right. 2016. That, 2016. We don't know where or when though. Probably oh Idiom Theater, maybe Upfront Theater. Probably in February, March. Sometime then we'll get it figured look, look out. out. Yes, yeah, so look out for that. <laughs> Sweet. Nice. Alright, hit that Featuring button. Featuring some people. You hitting it? <laughs> oh, I'm hitting it. Hitting it. Thanks again for listening to The Process. If you enjoyed what you heard today, be sure to like our Facebook page over at facebook.com slash The Process with John and Kevin. Uh, the Process is also now on iTunes. So if you search The Process in the search bar uh, and filter through podcasts, it's one of the top results. It's just The Process with John Lee and Kevin Hugerworth. And join us next week for improviser and musician Eli Shine. Thanks, guys.